Hello, friends and family, and welcome back to Living Disciple Podcast. My name is Mark, and today's subject is death. Yes. So, you guys know I've been going through an ordeal over here. My brother has cancer, and I've been praying about him. I've been struggling. I've been contemplating on it and speaking to God about it. And also trying to encourage my brother as he goes through this process as well. So, this it has been probably a couple months already. Uh, my brother has went through chemotherapy. Uh, he went through the full dosage. He has bla- 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 bladder cancer, for those of you who do not know. If you care to know a little more details, I guess, go through the other podcasts. Uh, there I share more details on what's happening. But in this podcast, I'm just going to assume that you know what's happening. Anyway, so he went through four sessions of chemotherapy. Uh, They were going to remove his bladder. We've prayed for one specific thing, and that was to keep the bladder intact. That was our request to God. And obviously, seconds like God fully, completely restore his body, stuff like that. Those are our prayers. Those are our needs. And so we come with those needs to God. And we come to God with faith. Now, we prayed and so what is the result so far so so far after chemotherapy doctors have came in and they lay down the how would i phrase this the bad news i guess i'll call it bad news here's the bad news is there good news uh, i guess he gets to home quick he gets to go home quicker i guess that's the good news the bad news is that they've discovered a large growth in his spine. Uh, for those of you who do not know, chemotherapy does cause cancer itself as well. That's one of the side effects of chemotherapy. And I guess that's the side effect. Whatever growth was there was very tiny and they did not notice it before. And now they're like, oh my God, this thing is, this thing is spreading. And because chemotherapy basically kills you, and that's the side effect. And in the future, it also causes more cancer. Uh, Welcome to the reality, I guess. I did not know this, but after reading about chemotherapy, I said, oh, my God, what are we doing, you know? Anyway, after they've told them that, they've thought about it, and they said, you know, Emmanuel, this is not going to go anywhere. Uh, Now they're giving him only from 12 to 18 months to live before they were giving him goodness what was it maybe 30 percent to live past three year mark i guess now it's basically you have maximum of 18 months to live so that's the news that's the bad news the good news is that he gets to go home in six months basically go home make peace with everyone make your life in order and meet your creator that's sort of the thing they've told him so we've talked about faith with him believing just like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego meaning that we will take our faith to the grave with us that's how faith works you cannot have faith that's only to a certain limit we're going to take it to our grave for those are the heroes of faith if you read uh, the Bible uh, those were the heroes of faith in the Bible they took it 
to their graves with them, not even seeing what God has promised. Uh, so that's sort of the way we explain to Emmanuel because he is growing, he is trying to come closer to Jesus, trying to figure out the relationship, what that looks like. Uh, second thing we spoke to him about was hope, not to lose hope. And he wasn't losing hope. And we saw results. We saw how he was coming close to God. But then with the news, with this news that, look, there is another growth in your body, that sort of like puts puts a stumbling block in front of you. It, it almost crushes you. It really tests those limits. It really tests your faith and your hope and saying, is this for real or not? Because God, I pray to you, and this is the result. Now, I, I, since I'm not sick, maybe it's a little easier to see, but we've prayed for the bladder to stay, and from the sounds of it, it's staying. <laughs> not for good reasons, I guess, but nonetheless, it's staying. It's in a weird way because I guess there's no sense of pulling it out since we, we, they're not planning to extend his life past a year or 18 months, I guess. So, but let's turn to the main subject, which is death. And how do we deal with this? Because that's the elephant, right? That's the elephant in the room. This is the thing that he's facing. This is the thing that we're facing that our brother or my brother can possibly die in less than a year. And he is younger than me. Okay. How do we deal with it? I guess we turn to the Bible and maybe Bible has something to say about it. So I, I found a few verses. I knew these verses and... Those are the verses that jumped into my mind and God spoke to me. He's like, hey, look into death, understand what it is. So let's let's talk about that. Let's let's see what it is and let's see how we approach it. How do we put this into the mix of things with a mix of um, faith, with a mix of hope, and now the death is in the, in the same bag. How do we make sense of it? Before we continue with this show, I would love to invite you guys to become one of our sponsors on patreon.com slash livingdisciple. These funds will be used to continue to run the show and to support our missionary friends across the ocean. Their job is to make disciples in all nations. If this is something God is calling you to do and to become part of, then please do it by going to patreon.com slash Living Disciple. And now, guys, let's get back to the show. So let me read you some verses from the Bible. And the one that really comes to my mind is from Apostle Paul. He is writing to Philippians. Philippians is a colony of retired soldiers, basically, and they've converted and became Christian. And they're experiencing some hardship there. They really became his really good friends, meaning they were his supporters. At this point, Apostle Paul is in prison in Rome. And so he's trying to help them, help them deal with the hardship that they're facing, whatever it is. It might be facing death itself because in a way, this is what Paul is facing at the moment as well. He is facing death because in Rome, he's going to be facing Caesar and he may declare death. And we know that Rome itself wasn't really a, you know, wasn't really upright or, or, or they weren't really for justice in any way, you know. How, how do you justify before Caesar, right? It's like, who knows? 
So it's very possible, very likely that Apostle Paul knew that he is facing death. And so he writes to Philippians in chapter 1, verse 21. For me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Just let me read this to you again. For me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Literally, he's saying, I want to die, or I don't want to it's like. It's not that he wants to die. He's like, I don't mind dying because I gain something. And I'll jump to 2 Corinthians 5a just to kind of give you a perspective on what is that that you're gaining. Uh, so this is what's written there. Yes, we are of good courage and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So that's sort of the gain that Apostle Paul is speaking about here is that death is not as scary as you think. If you are in close relationship with God, death itself is just something that's very scary for us humans because it is unknown. There is no book out there to explain to you, here's what waits for you after death, right? There, were, there has been some people who have died and came back and wrote about it, but very few in numbers and it doesn't quite maybe hit us because it's not really common knowledge, you know. It's still a very unknown subject to us and it's still very scary to lose our body. And that is good. That just simply shows you the connection between a body and a soul or a body and a mind, which I'm considering a mind being a spiritual thing. So there's this duality and it, it was created by God to be inseparable, right? Because this is sort of what Christ took on himself. Uh, there's this huge emphasis on, on, on what Jesus or who Jesus is because he took on a physical body, making him a man or making him or qualifying him to be considered a human being. Because when we think about what is a human being, well, one of those characteristics is having a physical body, right? Uh, it's not just simply having a spirit or having self-awareness because I'm pretty sure angels are, have the same thing, like they have the same capacity to be aware of themselves and to be aware of us. They have the same ability as us, but they're not human beings. We're human beings and we have a body and there's this something that God created sort of like this inseparable bond between a body and a spirit that there is nothing that we can do to remove this fear of death or in other words the fear of separate separating from us we sort of become naked in a spiritual sense without a body without our flesh so that's sort of what this body represents to us and this is what the death is and we are dying but yet apostle paul still says i gain something even if i become naked before god i still gain something even if i expose myself and i guess maybe that's sort of what happens when you lose your body a lot of things get exposed it doesn't matter i'm with christ at that point but it still doesn't resolve the issue. It just because Apostle Paul says it doesn't mean like, okay, that makes sense. That's perfect. So let's just go on, you know. 
uh, the question here is, how do we gain that? And when I talk to my brother, he's like, are you afraid of dying? He's like, uh, yeah, I'm afraid of dying. And, and you know, just like a theologian, uh, as good of a theologian as I am, <laughs> I'm like, theologians, all they do is they regurgitate information, basically. Or like, well, you know, you know, it's possible not to be afraid of death. And he looks at me, well, yeah, I was talking to him on the phone. He's like, really? And how is that? And, that, and that's the question. And how do you do that exactly? How do you do that? That's where the theologian sort of ends. That's where our limit is, because guess what? Now you have to go beyond the information. Now you have to go to something much deeper than that. And that something deeper is prayer. And that really is a connection with God. This is not something you're able to gain yourself. This also has to be given to you just as salvation is given to you. This sense of, of gain that, hey, I'm dying and I'm gaining something comes from God himself as well. And in words, it's fine. But in reality, how do you receive it? Because when Apostle Paul writes this, he's writing from his soul. He's writing his experience now because he has been somewhere. And it's not coming from a person who, who just simply thinks he knows something, but he has experienced out-of-body experience. So he knows he is able to connect those feelings and say, I am gaining something, guys. So it doesn't come out of empty theology, but it comes from some real experience that he already knows. But even then, he still contemplated on it and still prayed through it. And one of the things that came to my mind is when we pray for things, like for example, I'm praying for my brother's healing. I'm invested into this. There's an emotional attachment there, right? And when I come to God, and it's one of those questions that's always in front of you, and, it, and a good father always asks, what do you want? And uh, what do I say? Well, of course, I say, I want him to be healed. And there's nothing bad with that. It's good, and we should express that, because when we look into Mark, Luke 14, 36, and Luke 22, 42, when Jesus was in, a, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he also expressed, let this cup pass from me. And then he said, let your will be done, not my will. Right? It is okay to express your desire. But how do we get, get to the will part? And not just get there, but truly want it. Truly be there with that part. And this is where prayer really is a big, big deal here. And I've done this many times, you know, when I ask God for certain things and God tells me the opposite of that. And I'm like, okay, I know you told me the opposite of it, but it's not like I want it. And, and I go through certain exercises and start thinking about it. And this is just a kind of like a exercise, mental exercise. I'm like, okay, well, let's look at the bright side of things, of this option. And if you go through it, you can sort of make sense out of it. And that sort of helped me. 
but ultimately it still is something that God gives you. It's getting into the state of, of indifference. Like, I don't mind God. Whichever will is, I'm okay with that. But when dealing with death, wow. It's like getting to the point of, God, you know what we want. But if your will is death, it's getting to the sense and the reality. It's not just, a, it's not just information. It's getting to the reality. God, I'm coming to you. If that is your will, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to, to hear from you and see you face to face. It's, it's getting to that reality. And that's only done through a prayer. And then in, in that prayer, you, you got to remove like, you know, any kind of a personal ownership or, or advantages or God, I'm righteous, answer my prayer, do what I want to happen. Or, you know, when it something really, really matters to me, like if I pray for this, like it really matters to me for my brother to live. It's being able to get away from that. And that's where, as we go through this with, with our brother Emmanuel, <laughs> it gives a new meaning to me, long-suffering, not patience. I know many people translate patience, but really the word is translated long-suffering. And we talked about suffering in the last podcast. I encourage you guys to go listen to it. It's pretty good. I listened to it myself and I'm like, man, that's pretty good. <laughs> Sometimes we theologians do that, but it's long suffering because it produces something in us. And we're going through this, even though the results may look very bad, but it's going through this long suffering that it may produce something. And that something is really being, being in relation with God. It's going through every step. It's experiencing everything. It's getting from God, I want this to, I want your will to be done because you can't just jump from one to the next one in a day. It really is a process. It really takes some time. Uh, so that's, that's my topic today, uh, death. And that's where prayer comes in, really starting to pray, sitting in solitude with God and really contemplating and really asking him, God, give, give, me, give me this peace. Give me this understanding. Give me your reality. Remove any fear that I have of meeting you face to face. Help me pass this, uh, go past the, the, maybe the shame factor of my life that I haven't lived a proper life. When I face you, I'm going to have to face you with this baggage behind me and say, God, I, I didn't really live up to the standards. I failed. Maybe that gets exposed. And not just exposed before God, before the whole world. And it's very difficult to face that. And give me that. Give me peace. And that's some God will give you that peace. But you have to come to God with genuine heart and genuinely knowing that he's a good father and that he will help you through everything. And he will give you what you ask for. And he will show you that his will, whatever the will is, his will, right, will be 
the perfect will and the perfect thing for you. In Apostle Paul's life, even though he was writing that, we saw that that was his option. But at the end he says, but you still need me, so therefore I will continue to live. He sort of knew what God's will will be, even though he faced the idea of death. But he, so you just read Philippians, it's so interesting how Paul describes it. And he's like, I'm going to have to continue on to live because you still, you still need me, guys. Meaning, that's what God spoke to him about. He spoke his will into Pastor Paul's life. So we will end it here. Uh, that's the update. We'll keep you updated on what's happening next. What sort of things we're going to go through as well. Uh, I guess thank you for listening for this podcast. And I'll see you guys next time. God bless.